Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You can get them, but can you keep them? When I walk, when I walk, when I walk, when I You're tuned in to the Girl Stop Playing Show, and this is your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know that I'm bringing you the information and the conversations to help you make the money and get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. And today's guest is a working woman who is proof that you truly can make the money and get the honey. She is taking over. the real estate game right but today we're not talking about business today we're gonna get all up in her business welcome to the studio yes egypt sharad is in the building i am so good yes i'm so good i'm so good so excited to talk to you thank you i'm excited to talk to you we were having a moment am i supposed to kick my shoes off i mean you you absolutely can this is like low pressure for me so every week i'm not like what shoes am i gonna wear no you're good you can't my toes don't never seven look my toes are never done and you can't really tell so don't worry nobody will know your secret's safe but you look very comfortable thank you okay. this is supposed to be like you know the living room just kick your shoes yeah. off have some girl talk i like it yes so we were talking before um before the camera started rolling about the fact that we've kind of been connected for years mm-hmm. um when i had the single wives club we honored you with the claire huxtable award you did. You did. That which was very nice yes it was and and what i like what i heard year after year from the women who we honored is like wow nobody has ever highlighted me for being a wife. Nobody has ever Mm -hmm. highlighted me for things outside of the work that I do, which... as a now wife, that is work, right? This is... Well, we we were just saying that. I don't think people really understand 
the struggle. It, it's a grind when you're balancing marriage and hanging from the chandeliers for yeah, your husband yeah. at least twice a week. Yes. And then, is that and then, okay? We'll get back yeah, to that. We'll go ahead. To go that. ahead. And then I have three kids. You have two. Yes. You have two babies. Yes. So you get it. Yes. Now, right? Oh, I get it. And then still living out your dreams, pursuing your heart's desire, what you lay down and sleep thinking about, you know, and wake up in the morning thinking about. Because yep. I can come up with a list of things that I want to accomplish for myself in a week. And then every morning I get up, and next thing I know, the day was about it's gone. the yep. The day was about, or I had to run up to the school because one got in trouble, or I had to, and I'm like, Something. Oh life it's be life. It's a struggle to stay on track with your dreams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you do that? Uh, when I do, I will let you know. You know? <laughs> okay, okay. So that makes me feel better because if I'm being honest, and this this show forces me to be honest, right? Because I can't be asking y'all to be honest and then I'm like not telling my business. But if I'm being honest even with myself, I for sure can say that becoming a mother, I did not, you know how people say like there's no, you, nobody hustles better than a mom. Like when you become a mother, your hustle is gonna be t I have not experienced that. I still feel like I am grasping at trying to catch up, trying to figure out uh -huh. who I am, who this version of me is. How do I operate? How do I manage my time? How do I still have a version of myself outside of who I am to everyone else? Uh, number one, congratulations for living in your truth. Okay. But you got to give yourself grace. Okay. Because I believe you said you have a six-month-old. Four. Four months. A four-month, four-month-old. <laughs> and, and then. Two-year-old. Two-year-old. Crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Give yourself grace. This is the period in your life where you're you're nesting you know it doesn't mean this is all you are or are you gonna be it doesn't mean that things won't change I, you know what I will say is there's a lot of credence mm. to the idea that nobody hustles like a mom because before I had my kids I was out and I mean I was on the radio in New York I was on TV on BT I was hustling but it became different when I became a mom because every minute away from my children had to count. Right. Every hour that I was off doing something else and I wasn't breastfeeding or I wasn't, you know, there to be mommy, it had to make a difference mm -hmm. in some big scheme of things in my life. So I was grinding like never before. I think I got more done <laughs> as a mom and I can recount, you know, my accomplishments than, than before. I thought I was doing something. I was so what am I doing? How do I do that? How do how do I? Okay, not not how do I do that? Let me mm -hmm. not say that. At what point is this gonna start to level out for me? But you're, you see, and that's the thing. It's not. Let me just no, okay. let me just say something. Let me just say this. As women, we carry a burden. As black women, we carry everybody's burden, and so we are we have become accustomed to the world being hard on us, so we're even harder on ourselves. Mm. We think we gotta be super women. The first thing you gotta do is take the S off your chest. Okay. And I know you've heard that before, we've all heard that, but there, there's so much power in that. Who are we trying to be super for? Allow yourself to be the human being, to feel, breathe, touch, be fully present, to be fallible, to fall apart. It's okay to fall apart. Mm -hmm. Because then the beauty in it is you can put yourself back together again. And so like now my spirit animal is a phoenix. Okay. Because I know that you know, Rising. Like, where is she going? Yeah. No, 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 no. Go, let's go. But but for real, I for me, when I have those moments of just feeling like I'm I'm on rocky ground and I'm not on track and you know, my kids and everybody's taking over my world, I think about a phoenix and I'm like, it's okay to sizzle out and fall and burn the ashes. 
because I'm going to rise again stronger. And I do each and every time, but it's a delicate balance. It okay? is. But if you want to have it all, and you can, Oprah said this to me when I talked to her, you can have it all, sometimes just not at the same time. That part. And that's okay. That's the, that is the... I guess like the unspoken truth of becoming a mother. It's and and the best way that I could describe it is almost like, um, like you're mourning. You're I I was mourning. <laughs> don't laugh at me, Egypt. I'm over here like here. listen. <laughs> no, don't tell your tubes. Don't tell your tubes. But listen, the, uh, people are not saying these things, and then you think no, that you are it, crazy right. when you have these thoughts. But it's it's almost like mourning who I was before. Before who were you before? I had time. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like my, not that I don't have creative ideas anymore, but I feel like my ability to get up and make mm -hmm. it happen versus when the clock strikes four, I got to get those kids. That's real. It don't matter what creative idea, what workflow I'm in. That stuff doesn't matter mm -hmm. because the clock, you know, the clock has struck four and now I got to go. It's like I turn into a pumpkin like Cinderella. Like everything just falls apart and then the next day I'm trying to pick it back up and start. I feel like every day I'm starting over, yeah. picking the pieces back up. It, it does become more of a challenge of time management. But what's the alternative? Like, let's be fair Girl, to no, we don't want the alternative. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. Let's talk okay, about, let's I talk about we it. we have to talk about okay. the alternative, right? Because that's how we, we soften ourselves. Okay. Now, this is how we begin to live the soft Come life. Come on. Right? Let I me close this. my this eyes. Whole okay. soft life movement, right, is, number one, we talked about taking the S off of our chest. But then, really, being in the present and saying there are so many women who, number one, feel like they can't find a good man. They just, they feel like they can't. Mm -hmm. You're married, yes? I am, You're yes. in love. Get me together. Love man, I love him. Love, love. Okay. So I have friends who are literally in their 50s and have never had a serious relationship. Not, and they're good people, they're educated, they're beautiful women, but have not. So this is the reality for a lot of people. So that's blessing number one. Okay. Count it. Okay. Number two is there are people who have waited because they focused on their career for so long. And they waited and waited and waited to have babies and then couldn't and are now dealing with that reality. You got to give me, give me, okay. okay. Give me, give me, give me. So, so there's that. And you have a career. Look around. You and Little, we're, we're sitting in, all right, we're sitting in her studio this that you true. created, your content studio. Baby, you did this Shut up, after shut my mouth. Babies, right? Okay, yes, yes, yes. You know what? You're right, so you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. Okay. Here. Give yourself some grace. Count my blessings. Yes, this is this is a phase, you know, and, and you're constantly growing. Yes. Right? But so this is just the season that I'm in. Relax. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I used to say, every baby you have gives you something and takes something away. Like, so my first gave me patience. Okay. <laughs> but she took my waistline. <laughs> Okay. I don't know if that was a fair exchange. Come on, sis. What? Okay. <laughs> my second one, she gave me ideas. During mm. that pregnancy, I allowed myself to be in a creative space, and it was just like genius ideas were coming to me. But she took my eyesight. Girl, did you see these, did you see these progressive I saw you pull wear? out the glasses. I did. I did. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's about balance and giving. It's an exchange. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. How, are, how old were you when you have each child? So I was 36 when I had Kendall. And I was 42 when I had Harper. Who's Were they four. both planned um, pregnancies? Okay, so now we got to take off our shoes. Okay, get okay. comfortable. So, so just know, like, when I met Mike, my husband, that was, um, oh, gosh, more than 18 years ago. Wow. And he had a daughter. 
He'd come out of a marriage. I made him show me his divorce papers. Smart you know, woman. Y'all know, I was like, look, before I give you my heart, I need to know for sure, because the, the baby mama keep ringing. She's stalking me, so I need to know why, what's happening. So he showed me they had been divorced, you know, for three years, and he's got this beautiful three-year-old little girl, and I was so scared. I had never been a mom. I didn't know what it meant to be a mom. I was a narcissist and, you know, indulged in my life, and I could be. But now I had to, like, step into this, this new role, which when I became... When I gave myself grace, mm -hmm. I was more afraid of her than she was of me. Okay, okay. And when I gave myself grace and, and I said, you know, I I may not be able to give her all the things a mom can give her, but what I will give her is love and truth. And out of that, I got a daughter. Mm -hmm. So that was really my first. She's 21, just mm -hmm. graduated from college. She's beautiful. We're proud of her magna cum laude. Um, I didn't plan Kendall. We, did, we didn't plan Kendall. I, as a matter of fact, and I don't know if anybody else had this, this fear of pregnancy and childbirth. Really? I truly thought that I would not physically have a child because it was nothing. I was in the room when my sister gave birth. Okay, that'll do and it. I was like, oh. That cannot be me. Yeah, that'll <laughs> do it. Like, no, Stay out of those rooms, I'm ladies. I'm to push that big head out of that. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't happening. So I had this irrational fear. That's rational. That is not <laughs> irrational. Once you see something like that, that's traumatizing. So, um, so when, when I found out I was pregnant, we had already been married for, for over a year. And, um, I told him and I cried. I cried, I was just like, this is the end. But it was the beginning. Mm -hmm. It was the beginning of something amazing and beautiful. Um, when I found out I was pregnant with Harper, we were hiking in the Atlas Mountains in Morocco. Oh, by the way, I found out I was pregnant with Kendall the day after we went skydiving, <laughs> which is why she crazy. You know what? <laughs> wow. But Harper, we had tried for another child for um, some years, and it just wasn't happening. Fibroids and, you know, the issues we go through as women. So we gave up, and we were, we went on this journey to Morocco to reconnect. Because mm. you got to do that. You got to reconnect. Um, and then we're hiking in the Atlas Mountains, and I just start vomiting. And I said, it's the air pressure or being in another, that another part, country. Yep. I thought I had food poisoning. And we went down to the Riyadh and said to the, I don't even know if I said that right. Riyadh, you know, you're right, yeah, Riyadh. But uh, the guy's like, we don't have pharmacies. This is a Muslim country. We don't have pharmacies. So he sent me to Jaleel the Healer. Okay. And Jaleel looked at me and said, I can't give you this tea. You're pregnant. I said, no, sir, I have indigestion or gas or food poisoning. He's like, you're pregnant. He look, not him looking at he looked you. looked at me and he was right. I was three months pregnant. Three months. Girl, I had a hysterectomy scheduled for the end of the year, and I, I was pregnant. I'm like, how? But God. But so she God. was meant to be here. Yeah. Not only was she meant to be here, but you got, like, the discount plan on this pregnancy because you got three free months. Three free months. No no morning sickness until that day. Yeah. That part. And, and you I popped her out. You mentioned fibroids, though. Mm -hmm. You are literally the maybe fifth woman that sat on this couch and talked about now your story is different because the fibroids weren't a challenge right or they, they kind of were, were they but were. And, but you weren't pushing it you realized that they were a challenge and then you were kind of like okay this maybe isn't meant to be it was it was a lot more i mean i'm not putting my whole medical history no 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 don't put it out, out there. there but it was a lot more I mean, okay we tried for for a few years okay did you do any were, of the of the we things did, we did a lot of things okay we even looked at possibly adopting okay my husband was very honest with me and you know some people don't like when i say this but he said i am not sure that i can love a child that's not my biological child the same way that i love my biological children 
that was a concern of his as far as adoption. That's the thing. And it, it was his truth. I didn't like it, but I had to respect mm -hmm. it. And it caused a hard pause, which is why we went to Morocco so gotcha. that we could reconnect because it caused a hard pause in our relationship. What is a hard pause for someone who's on year three mm -hmm. of marriage, very, very You're early? On I'm on year three. We're not, I think we're out of the honeymoon, but we still like, it's, it's still really good, I think. We're transitioning, you know, all of the things. Mm -hmm. What is a pause though? <clears throat> well, it's different for different people. Okay. What I'll say is, you know, when you're with somebody for life, there's gonna be times where you fall in and out of love with each other. You may still like each other. Sometimes you may not like each other, you might love each other. <laughs> Sometimes you can't stand one another. You're gonna sleep in separate bedrooms. We made a decision though that we were in it for life, um, that we divorce was not gonna be an option for us, but it, it was a hard pause because there was something that was very important to me um, in, in my womanhood that I wanted another child and I felt like he was being selfish because he already had two. He had mm. one before me, so he's good. Yeah. And I'm like, but you don't understand how I feel. Mm -hmm. And you know, once once you hold that baby, you're gonna fall in love. And he's like, I may, but I'm afraid of that. I wasn't hearing him. It's not that he didn't want to do it. He was expressing his fears, which a lot of men don't do. Mm -hmm. So that that was fair. So it caused a hard pause because. I misinterpreted his feelings. I heard what I heard. I didn't hear what he meant. You heard he wasn't going to give you what you want. You yes. didn't hear that he was yes. actually genuinely afraid of this. Yeah, and so I started questioning, like, am I married to somebody selfish, mm. you know, or, you know, why, why wouldn't you want another kid? Look at what God has blessed us with. We have more than enough to be able to provide. I, so it wasn't that I had fallen out of love. I've never fallen out of love um, with him. I have fallen out of like. <laughs> How long does it last? What's the longest it's last? It's last. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, it just it varies. It depends. What's the longest though? Right what, now, what is you've realistic? You've been married three years. You've been yeah. married three years. Yes. So I mean, y'all are still in the honeymoon phase. Are we? We didn't have two kids though. That that will we in I mean, the we're in the postpartum phase. Okay, fair. Well, when I think back to three years and we were still in the honeymoon phase, um, real life and real marriage hit us probably in year seven. Ugh. Egypt, stop it, please. What? He said, somebody got in my head something about a seven-year itch. And this is my personality, the power of suggestion. You tell me something that I catch on to, and I start it's obsessing about it. It's in there, yeah. It. So I remember saying to him, are you itching? Are you? Wow, it's like, <laughs> it's year like seven, this must be. Else? Like, you know, I remember. Um, but but years, year seven, things got real because... Um, it's, it's where you have to just sort of reevaluate. You fall out of wanting to just, I can't, let me not say that. Not everyone, but for us, I fell out of this space of just wanting to make him happy and more about making myself happy. I like, what about me? What, you know, so it caused an itch for me. Mm. Yes. How did you scratch your itch? I made myself happy. I did the things that were important to me as well. I got back on track with my goals. Um, and then we went to counseling which <laughs> I know that, the, that T word or whatever, that therapy word scares a lot of people, but um, it, it saved us mm. in a very big way because what we were doing was talking at one another and not to one another. We were hearing but not listening. 
and that is a really big thing in relationships not just marriage across mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know just across the board so it taught us how to use tools that we didn't have that we didn't watch our parents with that we often don't grow up with in our community it gave us tools and taught us how to use them in a way to be effective so the other person felt heard so I had a conversation with a um, a pastor who does premarital counseling, like has mm -hmm. counseled hundreds of couples through all types of issues. You can imagine all types of issues. But he literally said to me that at the root of a thousand issues, it comes down to communication. Mm -hmm. It comes down to not feeling seen, not feeling heard, not feeling appreciated, valued, respected, whatever that you just aren't getting from your partner, but you don't know how to properly communicate that or they don't know how to take it. So what would you say is one, like right now today, if you leave this studio and he gets mm -hmm. on your line mm -hmm. and you are like, he says something that it ain't the right thing, How? what is your response today versus what it would have been maybe pre-therapy? So pre-therapy, if you say something I don't like, who are you talking to? I know you're not talking to me like that. Call me back when you have a different tone. <laughs> That's real. Now it's, okay, so I let me make sure I'm hearing you correctly. I heard you say this. Is that what you meant to say? Or what was behind that? Mm. What else happened today that caused you to say it like that? And then he catches himself and he's like, baby, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just having a rough day. This is what I meant. This is how I meant to say it. And then we reset. But also me allowing him to reset and not holding it against him. Because, you know, sometimes a guy I'm will mad. do something. Yeah, and I'm mad. And I'm just mad. Mm -hmm. later, later in the night, it's like, you know, I didn't appreciate when you said. And it's like, no, they don't operate like that. Mm -hmm. If we let it go, we got to let it go. It's not fair to hold on to it. So. Yeah, I think we we kind of hit a cruise control point in this relationship. I know I'm with my life partner. I love that. What season do you feel like you're in right now in your marriage? Because you all are working together. Mm -hmm. You have a podcast together. You spend more time together now, I'm assuming, than when you weren't working together, yes. right? So yeah. what season would you say this is for you? Um, this is the sex season. Ooh, come on, sex season. Okay, we'll go there next. Thank you. Okay. No, I'm, I, yes and no, but this is like, so I'm also premenopausal. Okay. Oh, what does that look like? Oh. Let's talk about it. What do we have to look forward to? Listen, it, you, have, you have to look forward to being in heat. You got the heat on right now, but you got a blazer on. You supposed to have like the arms out. What do you do? What do you do when it hits you? You do. Yes, you're looking good. I got the fitted jeans on. You know, no, it's it's a fun season. Is it? Okay. To be more direct, it's fun for a lot of reasons because we we did a lot of the right things. We planned as partners financially so that we could start having fun with our money and doing things that were passion projects. We got one out the door, baby. She's got her first full time job. Graduated, done, um, and the others can see what the level of expectation is now. We got a village around us, a family that moved here from New York mm, and okay. Florida, so we have support, so we can actually go on dates. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Because we got babysitters. Um, but, you know, with this TV show, which was a lot like what you're doing here. Oh, is I mean, we'll, we'll think about it. So during the pandemic, Mike and I were working at kitchen table office right because that's what a lot of us mm -hmm. were doing and he just turned on the cameras i mean which is essentially what you did you turn on the cameras to have a good conversation mm -hmm. with somebody and he just started filming it and we put it together in a little sizzle reel and now we have a show with 19 million viewers look at that look at look at look god, at god. Right? Yeah. So, so we are having fun 
really just kind of living out what our dreams are. Is there pressure behind that? Because um, I've toyed with the idea of television, obviously. Yeah. It's got to be the right thing, obviously. But what what is the real about reality TV? Is, it, is that considered? It's reality kind of like, TV. It's a, it's a loaded question. Can you be more specific? You want me to get more specific? Okay. <laughs> what is the effect of reality TV on your real relationship? Right. So, yes. Our show, Married to Real Estate, is reality TV. However, it's different from reality TV as we've come to know it because you're following our family business, um, you're following our clients' renovations, and then you're following our life and our marriage, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that's more like thirdly. So it, it's different because it's not, you know, a lot of the reality TV we see is set up for drama. Right. It's set up for interface, you know. That's not our life. Our daily business brings drama. Right. So, but it's good drama. It's exciting drama. And it's not personal drama, though, right? No. And it's not. It's not hurtful because we're a loving family. And we made the decision early on that if this journey of television in any way affects our kids negatively or starts to have a toll on our marriage, we'll stop. We'll stop. Because what a lot of people think you get rich from being on TV, you don't. What you get rich from? You just tell us. You get rich from There's the other enterprises stuff that comes... you create around okay. the platform. Gotcha. You know, so, but I, I like to think I was very well off before, before. television. Yes. Um, because I had done a lot of things in real estate and mm -hmm. in radio to set myself up before I was even married. But, you know, this is great. It's a platform that we now have to actually show who we are full circle right 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 you know because people have snapshots of who they think you are so has there been a moment i don't want to say yet because prayerfully you know there won't be but has there been a moment where something aired and y'all had to have a talk about it yes child what was it tell us about it Eja. what was it i wore a lace front wig <laughs> and <laughs> okay okay because okay. see this is what's hard tv you gotta look right all the time and it's hard when i'm out here working on a client right you're wall actually we're working renovating. we're working we're in the field we're doing construction and design and so you know i got a lot of people saying some negative comments on social media like oh she gained weight or oh why does her hair look like that and no matter who you are you see it and you try to put it out your head it does affect you so it got in my head a little bit and i was like i gotta pull it together let me go ahead and put those spanks on you know while what? i'm knocking out that wall and let me <laughs> let me go ahead and put some full eye makeup you know some full lashes, lashes on and all while the things. i'm lime washing the wall and let me try this lace front fad <laughs> that lace front is not for everybody, baby. Hold on. You got to know how to put it on right, too. And you put it on yourself? Well, my friend Jacorian made it. He made okay. a beautiful human hair wig. Okay. This is hysterical. Okay? okay. He made this gorgeous wig. It looked like my hair. He made it my length. Just so all you got to do is pop it on when you don't have a good hair day. But he didn't teach me how to properly adhere it. That part. So we're doing what's called the confessionals on TV where they interview us. And... I guess it just kept sliding, sliding back. Now, Mike is sitting right next to me, and I got a whole room of cameramen in front of me. Not one of them thought something was wrong with the way my wig was Nobody's, ma'am, <laughs> something's happening. So, so, I'm in bed watching the episode, sick that day, and I see my wig on one cut here, then it's here, then it's here, then it's here. And I was mortified. I screamed, Mike, get your ass up here. And he, he comes upstairs like, yo, what was up with your wig? I was like, exactly. Why didn't you say anything to me when you were sitting directly next to me the whole time? Like, stop the camera. Man, I got no do-overs 
Our show is on in five countries. Five countries saw my wig jacked. <laughs> wow. What a day. What a so day in the life. Yeah, I needed a do-over on that one. Wow. How do you how do you not take things personal when people are are personally attacking you? Well, not many people know me. They don't know they know of me. They know Egypt from TV, but you don't know me. So you're not really attacking me. You're attacking that that TV character. You're attacking whoever you built me up to be. Mm. But you just tell yourself that and then it's okay? Like no. you Okay, because I'm like, okay, I be telling myself no. all the things, but someone will say the wrong thing in my comments and yeah. it still is gonna trigger me. Yeah, no, somebody said I had a really big forehead one time and it stuck with me, so <laughs> I was like, damn, is it? So I'm always like, Mike, does my forehead look big? Is it really big? that big? It's not big, Egypt. I mean, I never thought I had a big forehead. But, I mean, look, we're human. So words hurt, mm -hmm. you know, and people sitting around with keyboard courage, texting and tweeting and all of that. And then they at you. You have the audacity to at me. So you want me to see something horrible. Uh, somebody sent a comment one time that said, um, how did Egypt get her husband? He's so fine. Like, how does she get him? And I'm like, damn, and it was a woman. Of course. So of course I went to her page and I wanted to see, and then I was like, oh, baby, okay. All right, I'm just gonna leave that one alone. I but see why, okay, I got it, yeah. I just, you know, we, it's, it's so easy to sit back anonymously and tear people apart. And bad news travels faster than good news. I, you know, truly, um, I pray on it, and then I let it go. And I try to be who I tell my kids to be, mm. which is, you know, people are gonna say things all the time. You gotta know who you are and whose you are and stand in that. I might not be young and spry anymore. I might not have a size five waistline anymore, but baby, I'm bad. Hello, <laughs> so, come on. And I stand in that. How about you? I love it. Um, I'm still figuring it out. Mm -hmm. um, people, I think I do. I think that because of like how my brand has evolved, mm -hmm. I've always had a very positive brand that was all about love and community. Mm -hmm. But I think the internet has changed, social media has changed, it has become much more divisive. Mm -hmm. If I say something good, I can say, you know, I'm so glad, I'm grateful I'm able to breastfeed. Mm -hmm. Somebody is gonna be in the comments and say, well, everybody can't breastfeed, what about mm -hmm. the women who can't, what about, you know, it's always like a good thing is turned mm -hmm. into, well, what about the other people you didn't mention? So mm -hmm. I think now um, with the way things are, you could think you're saying something positive and somebody's gonna find the negative in it. So mm -hmm. things come up obviously, but my strategy <clears throat> is to reply back and block you. That's what I do. Egypt, that's what I do. I should do that, shouldn't I? I reply back I so you see them. it, and then I'm blocking your ass because right. you're not going to respond to this. That's a good one. You just silence. I it. might be immature. That's what I, I do, though. I, I, I don't block. I, I'm wanting to see what else they're going to say. Not me, because I, <laughs> this is the thing, Egypt, and I hope this don't give y'all ammo, but I'm not very good at, like, verbal art. Like, I'm not going to... Sparring. I can't... I might have one good comeback, but then after that, you probably going to win. So you go so, straight to the hands. You like Jocelyn yeah, yeah, Hernandez. I'm, you go straight to the Baby, I am not like Jocelyn, okay? <laughs> Jocelyn is a beast out here in these streets, okay? I am... Floyd Mayweather. You, you Floyd know, Mayweather. something, okay. something. But I'm like, I gotta... I'm gonna throw a rock and run. I'm gonna throw a rock, pop, hit you in the head, and then run the other What's way. Your sign? I'm a Libra. That's I avoid content. I avoid yeah. conflict. Yeah. Okay. I have two leaders Very in my much life. I would say, really? I would say they're much the same. Yeah. yeah. We are what we are, you know. No, so I'm a Scorpio. Okay. So we don't bother anybody. Okay. We don't. We, might, we live our lives. 
But if you back us into a corner, you're going to come out swinging. We're going to sting you to death yeah. and we won't stop. Yeah. We won't stop. See, we that's stop. my thing. We'll I'm, I'm not coming for you, but just don't come. You yeah. know, I'm not going to start a fight, but I I will be a part of it. You know, like I'll have to participate, but whatever. Just don't. <laughs> just just be nice on the don't internet. Don't try her. Just don't, don't try anybody. Don't try that's my her. thing. Like, what are you going through in your life that you have to say crazy things to a stranger on the internet? Well, see, here's here's where we go down this this lane. Because I think that there are more unhappy people out there. And what the internet allows us to do, the social media of it all allows us to do is watch voyeuristically at other people's lives yeah. and the, and it's a sickness mm -hmm. it really is they'll watch your life and love you until you become too successful or you're doing something too right and what happens is they internalize that as, and you remind them of all the things that are wrong so I think that's the answer of it is and Will Smith said this to me years ago he's like worry when people stop talking about you mm, worry when, when they don't respond because as long as they're talking about you, you're on the tip of their tongue, they're your publicists. <laughs> they're going to keep your name in these streets. Good, bad, or ugly. They're yeah. going to keep you popular and out there. So, I mean, there's that. We all deal with it. Okay, so I won't take it. I'm going to try not to take it personally. I'm going to think about you next time. Hopefully there's not next time. Just mm -hmm. leave me alone. Um, you mentioned, <laughs> though, that you, you were Egypt before you got married, right? You were very much so mm -hmm. com a complete person. I think a big fear for a lot of women, as you mentioned, the women who are doing the career thing, like dedicating their life to mm -hmm. that because they want to be in a certain place before they settle down, before they get married, before they do the things. And so a lot of high earning, high achieving, successful women fear marriage mm -hmm. for different reasons. They might fear marriage because they're going to lose their freedom. They might fear marriage because of the assets that they've accumulated. They don't want to necessarily have to share those. Did you deal with any of that? Let's talk about I, I it. I did. Um, there, there was a transition from I to we and us, and it was a bumpy ride. Um, I was a multimillionaire before I got married, and I'd worked myself from literally when, when my mom raised my sister and I, we started on welfare, eating cheese sandwiches and sugar bread, you know, because she was struggling early on before she built herself up and had us when she was a teenager. So that's what I remember, mm -hmm. and that has always been behind my grind, is I'm never going back there. Um, so, so I've worked, I've done whatever I had to do, and when I met the man that I believe I recognized was for me, I got very scared that I, how do I do this? How do I relinquish, every, like, control? How do I allow him to be the man and me step back and be soft? You know, so what, what tends to happen is... <laughs> There's, there's like this struggle for, um, you know, for us to allow our femininity and allow their masculinity in and to exist in the same space. Um, I remember one time my husband said I was mannish mm. and it cut me to my gut. And I, but that's not how he meant it. He didn't mean like you look like a man or you're a mm -hmm. man. He meant like, let me love you. Let's soften, trust me, fall into it and let me love you. And my response was, give me something to trust. You know, I'll follow you anywhere if I know you're following God and if I know you're doing right by me, I'll follow you. Better yet, why don't we follow each other? Why don't we just be partners in this? Why don't we? But it took years mm -hmm. to get to that point of, of where we are now where we could he could trust my femininity and I could trust his masculinity. Um, but I will tell you, it came after prenuptial agreements, after postnuptial agreements. Y'all got a prenup and a post? I didn't even know postnuptial was a thing. You didn't know that? How long do you have to do it? 
Is it like you got to do it within six months? No, no. You can do a post-nuptial agreement at any time. Okay. So so our prenup came up front, and it, it wasn't because I didn't trust him. It's because he had another child, and he had another marriage, and, you know, what comes with that. And so I didn't want anybody garnishing my money or anything. I didn't want to risk it. Plus, again, I didn't know how to be in an us-we relationship at that time. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, but it gave me peace of mind. So it was your idea. And it was it was my requirement. How was that conversation? He was like, I don't want nothing but you. So let's here. not. Okay, gotcha. And, and then I skipped down the aisle. <laughs> so because I could I could rest on. I that. could breathe in I now. Could breathe yeah. in that. Um, and then the postnuptial agreement came. Well, we had a very rocky uh, period of time, and this is what you'll find, right? In a marriage, in a relationship, you're going to have ebbs and flows. There were times in our relationship where I made a lot more than he did. And then there were times once he built his business, he makes a lot more, you know, than I do. So during the time where I was making a lot more and I felt like everything was on me, um, it was a stressor in our relationship. And for me to be able to continue and not feel like everything that I'm working my life away for can be stripped away if you decide to leave me. I need peace of mind because for this amount of time, I built this. I need a post-nup. Now, my mom says that was very selfish. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What did what'd your husband say? He thought it was selfish. Um, but I, I mean, when we really sat down, it's like, well, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about splitting up? I don't want to leave you. You don't want to leave me. But I need peace of mind because for X amount of time, I've earned this. I've built this. I have these businesses. Um, and he's like, but I've been a part of that. You have been a part of that. So this is what we need to understand. A post-nuptial agreement doesn't mean that they don't get anything. It's literally like if you were to leave me next year, this is our understanding. So we don't have to go through an ugly, messy divorce, and I can have peace of mind. But also what it did for me was allow me to move forward in grace and peace and say, I, look, I'm following my heart. I want to be with you. I want to work with you as you're building your business. I want to do all of that. I want to be supportive. It's just that I don't want to lose everything if you lose everything. Mm. So luckily, <laughs> he didn't lose everything. He built everything. And, uh, and we continue to build together, and we found a groove of where, truthfully, paperwork exists, but most of our fortune came after all of that. And it's us. It's ours. It's our kids. We built, you know, an estate, um, and we're happy. We're happy with that. But yeah, it's a struggle. And I hope I just talked your ear off because you need to he- kind of hear that. Really, I went from girl to woman. Mm. I went from selfish to recognizing that it's 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 such a greater experience when it's about all of us together. Yeah. Oh, that's that's tough, Egypt, and I. Can, can relate to so many of the things you said from the standpoint of, <clears throat> excuse me, feeling like you have built your thing. Mm-hmm. And not even feeling, because honestly, you had already built your own thing when, when, before you got married. 
Did you ever come to a point where your thing became our thing? Yes. How? Yeah. How? If this was literally like your baby? It, it was a shift of, it was number one, spirituality um, and further connecting myself. Um, it was also in understanding the person who'd been there for me the whole time. Like really, while I was mentally fighting and sparring and thinking I had to protect myself and protect assets, he was there. He was there, he never gave me a reason to think otherwise, like he never made me feel threatened, like none of that. It was all internal. It was all from my past, you know, and a lot of the things that we do in our current relationships are a reflection of past bullshit that yep. we've been through. And we gotta let that baggage go so we can be fully here in the present and enjoy and, and allow ourselves to be loved. And so um, <laughs> I can laugh now because I feel like I was such a stiletto hustler and I missed it all. I missed the point of it all. Now in connecting, um, it's it's really not about money. As a matter of fact, people still, they ask me, Egypt, how I want to be like you. I want to create multiple streams of income. I want to own all this real estate. And I'm like, first ask me how to create multiple streams of joy. Mm. Because truthfully, it's that that's important. And then you're not earning money. Money becomes to you magnetically. You draw money. You call opportunities. You manifest the things you want when you're operating in a constant state of joy. Help me get there. What do I do? What do I do? I don't know if we can have this Come on, okay, we can talk after. Okay, 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 okay. But but you know what? It's it's an individual journey. Got you. You know, and there's, there's no, no cheat one code. way. There's no cheat code, there's no map, there's no do it my way, you know, to get to you're happy. No. Like it really is a moment of you putting down your armor, putting down the weapons, stop fighting, submitting you know, a submission is a bad word for some reason. No, no. It no. should not be. It should, it's a bad word for single women. It is not a bad word for anyone else because mm -hmm. of their thought of what that really means. But for people who, we don't have a choice but to submit. Mm -hmm. As a mother, <laughs> we talk about submitting in marriage. <laughs> submitting in motherhood is like the ultimate. But it's so worth it. It is. Um, no, it is. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was one of those. I was like, submit, submit. Why would I submit? Who? Who? No. Submit. Submit. What you're doing is you're submitting to love. That person is submitting as well. You're submitting to the energy of the universe and you're submitting to your calling and your highest potential. You're mm. submitting to to just living in an existence of gratitude and you know what is for me is for me. There's I, I can honestly sit here and say I don't compete. I don't compete. I don't subscribe because what is for me is for me and I'm grateful for it. And in that gratitude is how I've called everything else to my life. I think that's what, that's, you're literally repeating back. And y'all, I'm sorry, I didn't make this show about me. I'm like, girl, get me together over here, okay? Hopefully this is helping y'all too. <laughs> but I think it goes back to what, with, with you redirecting my thoughts of really complaining and not finding gratitude in my blessings. Mm -hmm. um, because like you said, I have so much to be thankful mm -hmm. for, but I'm so focused on the things that I haven't accomplished yet versus the season that I'm in and appreciating that this is where I am now, where I'm at, where I am now. And you know, I'm working to get there, but I gotta mm -hmm. enjoy where I am today. So I've come to understand that everything is energy, mm -hmm. right? The words that we speak are literally prophecy. And so when we say I am sick, your body, your mental, your energy, your subconscious all makes you sick. Mm. When you say, I am healthy, I am whole, I am grateful, I have everything that I need, my life is abundant, 
the universe, the energy, your body, your psyche, every cell in your body follows suit. And so it sounds like it can't be that easy, but it really is that easy. It's mm -hmm. that we as women, we, we have this power, right, to manifest life, you know, to get busy and manifest mm -hmm, babies. Mm -hmm. But we really have to the ability to co-create and manifest the lives that we want as well in words, in vision. There's a lot of power in vision boards as well. Um, I remember, <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody else used to do this, but when I was in school, I would cut out write-on magazines and Blackbeat magazines and, you know, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. traveling leisure magazines and all the places I wanted to go, the people I wanted to meet and, the, you know, what I want my husband to look like. And I had Michael Jackson on my ceiling. I had Prince's um, Purple Rain poster on my ceiling. One was my husband. One was my lover. You know, the whole Lit. thing. I didn't know back then at 17, 18 that I was visualizing. Yep. I was visualizing mm -hmm. because it's what I saw when I woke up. It's what I laughed at, it's what I looked at, it's what I added to. And when I went to sleep at night, literally everything on my walls has come true. The places I've been, the people I've met, I sat for 45 minutes and talked to Prince. I was gonna say, did we get around to Michael and Prince? Okay. I married Michael Jackson. My husband is Michael Jackson. You know what? That's Now that's crazy. <laughs> Not now that, that Michael, right, but Michael, his actual right? I like my Michael better, that but. is that's heavy. That's crazy. I, no, no, I've taken inventory of this. This is what I'm saying. The people that were on the walls, I had new edition on the walls. I, child, I didn't lived around the corner from Ronnie DeVoe when I first moved to Atlanta. But not only that, not only did I interview new edition, I was on tour with new edition. Wow. Um, I was on stage singing at Madison Square Garden with Prince and Cindy Lauper. I don't sing. He just called me on stage. I was gonna say, were you a singer too? He's like, I know, know, know that about you. Know, you. I break every window of the <laughs> studio. You don't want me. But what I'm saying is that we have to get in tune with that vibration. We have to get in tune with that energy to call things to our life that we want. So many times, and I'm guilty of it too, and I have to catch myself, we're on social media scrolling. The problem with that is there's an algorithm that shows us what they want us to see versus the things that we want to tune into. And it brings our vibrations down. How many times have you been scrolling and you see something really bad and it sticks with you throughout the day? Somebody fighting, somebody got killed. So all of these things and it lowers your vibration. Yeah. Vibration. We don't even realize subconsciously what it's doing to our bodies and to our day. And and so all the people that you chose to follow, though, you, you can't, you can't find even them see anywhere. Them. Right. You know, they don't what? That's you can't even very find true. them. So that is the state that we're in right now where everybody's vibration is like here mm -hmm. and it's not our fault it's what we're being fed so we have to consciously feed our soul and our mind the way that we want to feed our body when we want to lose weight the way we feed our body when we want to get healthier mm -hmm. as well oh okay get get me together i want to talk about sex though because you brought it up you said you said it's sex season <laughs> hello i want to talk about the transitions of sex in a marriage okay because i've heard of the, have you heard of this concept of like a sexless marriage i have and i couldn't imagine you I know it. so is that a scorpio thing is that true what they you, say about scorpios i know what they say about scorpios apparently i don't know really i don't know, don't know scorpios any? personally they, what have you heard that they've that y'all are very sexual beings I, I can say this, that I've heard Scorpios are supposed to be freaks, right? Uh, that too, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's just call it what it is. Um, well, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> Very sexual <laughs> being. We have far past just being nice. Um, I will say this. Sex is important for me. 
um, it has always been important that whomever I'm with, that I'm sexually compatible okay. with them, um, that I feel wanted, that you know, that they accept and reciprocate my affections. Um, I wouldn't call that freaky. I would just call that being sexually in touch with yourself. Gotcha. Okay. And comfortable, comfortable with yourself and with your body. I will say, um, sex has been different in every decade of my life, though. Okay. 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 <laughs> Wait, is it getting I, better? Sex over 40 is damn good. That's what I've heard. Okay. Okay. It is. It's, it's, it's really good. Okay. It's She's really like, good. girl, it is good, good. You know, okay. In my 20s, it was sloppy. Because, you know, you messing with these 20-something-year-olds, don't know what they're doing, Just don't know crazy. how to please a yeah. woman, nothing. In my 30s, it got interesting because it's like, I, you know, I just don't care anymore. Like, I'm free. You could turn on the lights. Right, <laughs> you know, right, you right. Whatever. Um, and then you get creative and start exploring. Yeah, you said hanging off the chandeliers. I believe that's what you said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what we should all aim that's to do. That's what we should all aim to do. Twice, Twice a, week. a week. Twice a week. So I, our, I need to quit my, my, my counselors, my therapists, because they like four <laughs> times, more times than what? not. They and my husband times. is like, Four times a week. Keeping a tally. And I'm like, bro, I am tired. Wait, so you're... Let me get this right. Let me digest this. I'm not... I'm not... I, I can't keep up. I can't do it. Who has time for four times a week? I don't know. Unless they're like bunny rabbits and it's over in I 60 seconds. Not with a four-month-old. Definitely mm -hmm. not. Because he's like right here. So mm -hmm. absolutely not. But two times we should be striving for. Twice at a week. At least. At least. I think two... I mean, I can't, whatever works for you. I'm okay. not the doctor. I'm not well, Dr. You know, Luther, Dr. I mean, you've, you have made it to a milestone within marriage, right? <laughs> well, you still got a smile on your face. Right. You still like your husband. Y'all are doing something, right? right? Y'all are doing something right. So just, I'm just trying to get a little bit of that. Again, I think it's, I think it's finding someone you are compatible with in every area and being honest with yourself. Mm. You know, I had a girlfriend who was with someone for eight years and all the time. See, I would never, outside of this setting, because we're having fun, I wouldn't sit down and talk about the sexual proclivities of, of my man or my husband. Right, 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 like, right. That's not Absolutely for you not. Yeah. That's for us. Because you're going to be wondering, well, let me yeah, see no, what. No, ma'am. But, you know, I would say to her, why are you telling me this stuff? Why? I don't want to know this. But she was, was so. Was it her husband? No, no. Okay. No. They were engaged, though. Okay. She was so unhappy with their sex life that she needed to broadcast it. She needed to tell somebody. I was like, baby, if you are this unhappy, she's like, but he's so perfect. I mean, he's got good credit. He has a great job. He treats my mom wonderfully. Like everything else was great, but this. And she's like, I feel like I could deal with it. I, everything else, he treats me, he spoils me. And, like, you, and you said, no, you shouldn't deal with it. I said, look, if you are this frustrated that you are literally telling, I mean, if he knew what you told me and everybody else, he wouldn't show his face anywhere. If you're this unhappy, you have got, you're going to cheat. You are going to cheat is what's going to happen. It's going to ruin all of this. It's going to ruin this whole relationship. Maybe y'all need to go get help. Maybe y'all need part, like a sexual therapist. Something. Maybe he doesn't know how. So did Maybe, they end up breaking up? Yeah, they broke up. They didn't get married. They broke up. And she's with somebody right now who she's crazy about okay um and doesn't necessarily have good credit but <laughs> so what are you willing listen ladies what 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 are what are you willing you not i don't i believe that i don't want to say i don't believe you you, you can have it all mm -hmm. i just think you have to be open to what having it all looks like i don't think it couldn't it, it's 
and it's seasonal because he could have good credit right now. He could be making all the money in the world right now, and then the economy changes and you know the the up goes down. So I think it's you know things change. I don't necessarily think you should be so just cut and dry. But also, perfect doesn't exist. It just doesn't. Um, and so good luck finding perfect. What I think is you have to find somebody that has the potential that you can work with to be the things that you need them to be. Y'all grow together. Number one, they have to be willing to grow. That part. They have to be. They, they have to want to meet you where you need to be met. And it's not about whether you love me. It's do you love me the way I need to be loved. It's not about whether I love you. Do I love you in the areas and fill all of the areas that you need to be filled and loved? And so if that works and you have the willingness to want to grow, learn, find the tools, you know, put your ego aside, mm -hmm. you can grow together. Because if you... If I think back, like, 15 years ago, folks probably wouldn't have said I had it all because I didn't have it all, but I worked. We worked you together you worked to toward build it. Right. and to be the partner that the other person needed. So. so you mentioned having friends that are, like, I always say, like, well, you know, it's like once you hit 30, whew, that clock gets real loud, and we know that's, you know. That's not always the case, but it's something mm -hmm. in the back of your mind. Even if it's not societal yeah. pressures, it's yeah. something you start thinking about. I can't imagine the clock striking 50. Yeah. And I'm still trying to figure out, like, why am I still single? Why am I yeah. childless? Or whatever. What is the conversation like? Like, what is the advice from your standpoint? Well, I'm not 50. Uh well, no, you're friends. <laughs> no, you say you had a 50-year-old friend. Yeah. Not you. Not so, you, Egypt. So, you know, here it is. It's, um... I, I'm a girl's girl. I love my friends today. Like, if you got me, you got me. You got to ride or die all day, every day. Um, I'll give my last. I love them. I fight for them. I fly wherever I need to go on the earth, you know, and I don't have a lot. But the group that I have, they know it. They got me, mm -hmm. and I got them. Um, and so when they hurt, I hurt. You know, when they cry, I cry. Um, because I, I feel like they deserve the very best. They deserve all the things, everything. And I, I'm like, but I, don't, I just don't understand why you haven't or why some guy hasn't snatched you up because you, girl, you're everything. You're the full package. It hurts me. One of my good girlfriends who, um, she's now over 50, and she wanted kids, and she wanted to get married, and, and it just wasn't happening for her. Um, she called me one day, and she's like, I found him. Or he found me. She's like, actually, he's been in my life the whole time. He's somebody I've known since high school, and we reconnected. And I was like, interesting, but I'm still like, all right, on the fence. And sure enough, they're getting married um, next month. He has children. Um, the reality of them having children together is probably not here, but what she said to me was so profound afterwards. She's like, now it all makes sense. Mm. She said, I waited and I prayed and I was devoted. You know, there were times where I questioned God, you know, like where's mine and, you know, but I, I, I just did not settle for any old thing. And she says, now it all makes sense because he is everything and more. She's like, girl, I would have waited 20 more I years for him. And so the, the power in that and the encouragement in that is, you know, everybody's time is different. Um, I had another girlfriend who hadn't found the guy, knew she wanted to have a kid. She froze her eggs and she had given herself a hard out date. She's like, if if I don't find him or if I'm not married by this time, at least I know that kids aren't off the table for me. Mm -hmm. She froze her eggs. She went. Um, she decided that here's my, my heart out date that I gave myself. I'm going to go ahead and do it. She was dating someone when this happened, too. And she told him, 
um, if we're not having a baby together, if you're not marrying me, I'm going to go. And I'm about to have this baby. About to have a baby. And he was like, you going to do what? I mean, she's like, are you going to impregnate me? <laughs> He's like, no, I don't want baby. She's like, then we're going to have to do a hard pause, and I'll see you in two years because wow. I am going to go have this baby. She certainly did. She got a sperm donor. She had the, the egg implanted, and she carried it. She had that baby. And when I say her daughter is beautiful. Wait, what happened with the man, though? Did he come back? No, around? he didn't come oh, back. Okay. He wow. couldn't handle it. It was too much for him. Wow. Like, well, you're going to go do this without me, and you don't need me, and you're telling me I'll see you in two years? But she has another man in her life mm. now. Um and I think he's perfect for her. He accepts her daughter, loves her daughter. You know, he has his own children. He was divorced and the whole thing. But they're at this other phase in life. Right. Everybody's path is not the same. Right. Everybody's happy is not going to be the same. But if you know you really want something in this life, don't settle, is my point. Don't settle. At all. Because that's the biggest deceit that you can do to yourself i think that is the other downfall of social media it's the timing of everything because it it appears we don't you said this when when you first sat down it's like you might think you know somebody but you know of them you don't really know mm -hmm. them especially on social media you literally mm -hmm. see what i want you to see nothing mm -hmm. else no other details Girl. so you think <laughs> that my life is you know it's just unfolding perfectly and yeah. beautifully and i never have a bad day and everything i touch turns to gold and whatever you think about people yeah. And then, you, but you know your real reality, so you know your stuff is a mess. You know your life is not "quote unquote" working out the way you want it to. But you look, you look at everybody else like theirs is, and I think that sometimes is a struggle as well. I think that you know it's created imposter syndrome for sure. Um, there are a lot of people who have created these lives on social that's really hard to keep up with. Like I, I was at an event recently watching someone who's very popular on social media, just kind of like observing and it was all these cameramen and just following conversations and like following this and you know staging pictures and like following and following and following and meanwhile I was having so much fun at this event because I was there in the moment like and I was building real relationships mm -hmm. with people not shooting content to look like I built relationships That's, yeah. with people or just to be photographed with certain folks and I was like god that looks exhausting <laughs> That part. That just looked. Just keeping up, putting on. Exhausting. There was a, before social media, There's there was this world existed where people really connected with one another, really built solid relationships, did what they said they did, or better yet, never told anybody. Because if you really want to be rich, you really want to do it in silence. Right. You don't really right. need everybody to know all your moves and et cetera. So I just... I miss that, the good old days. The good old days when it wasn't, mm -hmm. like, I'm actually in the moment. I'm not trying to capture the moment. I think that is a... You're missing life. Yeah. That, missing I think those, life, that, filming life. You think it's coming back or you think it's over with? Well, I do think there's a shift. Do you feel it? I, you know... My, my perception of the shift is people are sick of social media. People are sick of trying to put on. People are sick of having to show up in order to mm -hmm. make money. People are sick of just what it what it has turned into, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, also, I have to get on Instagram and dance and make reels if I want to make money. No, no ma'am. I think we're waking up, mm -hmm. too. Um, just a lot of us... I, I give credence to COVID. It was that hard pause that all of us needed. And sometimes when we can't slow down, God will slow us down, yep. all the yep. way down, with yep. the full brakes on. Um, where people started to just, like, want to go outside and earth, put your feet in the grass and, the, you know to pray and to, you know, meditate and feel the sunshine, get mm -hmm. some vitamin D on their face instead of in a little hole doing this all day, yep. you know. Um, I would agree. There's definitely a shift. I can feel it happening. Um, I worry, though, about the younger generation because, again, I have the smaller ones, and 
Uh, I worry if the world that they inherited, this way of connecting that they've inherited, um, because it's addicting for them. Like Very I watch much my eleven so. year old, she I can't pull the phone away from her. I'm like, no yeah. and throw it across yep. the room. But I worry where we're going to be moving forward because they don't remember what it was like before. There is no before. There for is them. no before. This is their norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I think I think that I am the last generation that remembers like pay phones, <laughs> like pager. I mean, we've experienced like the internet. Yeah. I was young enough when the internet came out that I could say I grew, I was like in middle school. So I kind of grew up with the internet versus kids today are like, they got a cell phone. Like my son can, he can do all of the things and he's two. So it's like there, there is no before. Like mm-hmm. your time on earth started with this level of technology. Um, but hopefully I think because we are starting to evolve I think it's going to affect how we parent and the, the level of access they have because mm-hmm. we are seeing, like, the negative effects. And we don't want that for our kids. No. You know, it's funny when you said my, your generation is the last to remembers pay phones. Like, I literally had a flashback of calling my first boyfriend. I had to find him in the yellow pages. <laughs> I was the pay phone. I had to find his name in the yellow pages. Why he didn't give you his number? Oh, I have so many questions. What? No, I don't remember. I oh just my remember God. looking through, looking the, yellow through pages, the yellow pages. Because I was like a block and a half up from, from his street. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to call him and see if I can stop House by. Phones. yeah. And, it, and his dad picked up, and I was like, is Paul home? And he's like, he's home. And I was like, oh, can I speak to Paul? <laughs> you know, you had to have that. Yes, right. You call don't call my house. house. Yeah. Yeah. Man, those, but see, the that's good old the days. Stuff. That's the stuff. Those are the real yeah. skills. Like, yeah, it's... I my, think, my first cell phone was, like, this big. Uh, yeah, the block? Was, yeah. Yeah, was, the big block. Um, okay, so really quick, we're not talking about business, but I do want to talk just... I want to ask you just a question about real estate because that's your jam, and it it is not my jam. Okay. I was... I'm, I'm tiptoeing on the marble floor towards the real estate, right? Tiptoeing. In the sense of... Okay, so when I met my husband, he had a rental property, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he was a real, he's a real estate agent. He had a rental property. Mm-hmm. Long-term rental. Like, traditional, a, a renter in his property. Mm-hmm. I... I'm a hustler, right? I'm hustling on the internet. I'm selling, slanging digital this and digital that. I'm doing all of the things. I know how much money I can make in a day just from sending out an email or mm-hmm. like the way I get my money is different from the way he makes his money. With this property, he was making a profit of maybe like $300 a month. Mm-hmm. I could not wrap my head around why this was worth it. Okay. That was then. Great. I've matured a little bit Got now, okay? okay? Now that we've gone through the short-term rental thing, we've had several Airbnbs, we have a property right now, we have a tiny house right now. We've done the thing, so I'm starting to see that it's a long-term thing. It's not a, I'm going to get rich today, but it's a, if I stack up this portfolio, if I have 20 houses making me this amount mm-hmm. each month, now you're onto something. So I'm starting to get around to it and realize that real estate truly is. It's the foundation of wealth. It is. You I didn't realize that, though. You multimillionaire, real estate makes up a good portion of their portfolio. Um, it's, it's solvent. It is an asset. It, the one thing that we will never get more of, it's guaranteed, land. is earth. Yep. <laughs> and land. Yep. To get you some. I mean, a perfect example is when we moved to Atlanta, where we live now, uh, we moved here 11 years ago. One acre of land was approximately $14,000 anywhere around, you know, the Atlanta area Metro, within 30, yeah. right, 30 minutes. Right now, one acre of land, if it's level, might cost you $300,000. If you got to do some work and improve it, you might get it for about $160,000. So real estate is a long play game. What I would say is as long as the property pays for itself, 
I know you said he got $300 a month. Okay, so he was doing good. It paid for itself because someone else was paying Paying that that mortgage. The way I look at it is it's a pension. It's a retirement plan. Mm. This is the way everybody should look at it is if you buy yourself a property, $500,000, and you have a tenant in it that's covering all the expenses, leave it alone. Let it do for itself. As a matter of fact, accelerate the mortgage payments because if you pay one additional principal payment per year, you've knocked that 30-year mortgage down potentially to a 15-year mortgage. And then in 15 years, you have $500,000 that you can turn into an annuity that pays you for the rest of your life. You can keep it, and now that's free cash flow as well. I mean, there's so many ways to flip it. You multiply that several times. I mean, there's nothing that can do what real estate does. I'm learning that I feel like I have not cheated myself because it's all a process, but I'm we're in the process of selling our property we have mm-hmm. now, and, and now I can see it. Now I'm like, okay, we've been you know doing Airbnb. We've been sitting on it for, it's only been three years, but even in that three years, I can see the appreciation, the, I can of, see it. The appreciation yeah. of it. And I'm like, damn. damn. Girl. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> damn. What? Why did you listen to me? That's what I, I told him. I'm like, why did you even listen to me? I didn't even know what I was talking about. But those are the things that I think is important, especially as women, to be learning and mm-hmm. always constantly just seeking to to continue to develop ourselves. Because a lot of times we are the, the nucleus of these households. The, what the kids know comes down to us. Mm-hmm. A lot of times what our men are doing comes down to us. And if I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, I got to get myself together. Give yourself some grace. The only question I have for you is why are y'all selling? Why sell it? (sighs) Why are we selling? Um, I think we're going to do it again. Okay. Question. Okay. Unless you're paying all cash to do it again with interest rates being 7% Ridiculous. right now, which if you got it some years ago, I'm sure you probably got it in the twos or threes. Okay. You're going to pay more for the same asset. If that is paying for itself, never sell. That's the rule in real estate. If it if pays, it's pays for, for itself, itself, never, never sell. sell. Do you do, do any short-term rentals or you yeah. do long-term? No, I have short-term rentals as well. My my 11-year-old has her first investment property. She has a five-bedroom villa 10 minutes from Disney World. She made Shut it. Y'all up. can stay there, too. She um she made it a theme. So every room's a theme. She's got the Harry Potter. She's got I the love Minions, it. She's got the Star Wars. I mean, it's kind of insane. It's got a pool. And that property brings in after expenses about $4,800 a month that money we take it we put it into a fund for her so she's going to duplicate we're teaching all our kids you know how to duplicate so by the time they graduate college we we were behind on Simone but she's my eldest but by the time they graduate they don't have to work for anybody else they have cash flow properties that is beautiful you should teach a class this is the class. This is the class. Okay, well, class. teach me more. This like, how do class. I set my sons up? Well, okay, if you teach me this podcast, I will. I got you. Look, better. I got you. I got you. But those are these are the conversations mm-hmm. that I feel like because I can be honest and say I just didn't know what the hell I was talking about, and I was thirty years mm-hmm. old, right? Imagine if my mom would explain this to me mm-hmm. at three. Well, see, we we do what we can with the we tools do the best, we have. right? We do the best right. that we do the best that we can. But that's the whole point of this platform is. You you are going to know something. You're going to contribute something to the conversation mm-hmm. that I just don't know. Everybody who sits on this couch contributes something. So it's like if I can pull, Egypt and told me I got to do this. Nicole didn't told me mm-hmm. I need to do that. Maddie didn't said I got to do this, and then I can just yeah. really pass it on. And do you have an estate plan yet? <sighs> and you don't have to have an estate to have an estate plan, guys. We have a will and trust. 
Okay, you have a trust. Yes. You have a will. Wait, I just Did lied. You? I just lied. I just lied. I just lied. We have a living will. What's the other thing? It's not a trust. Uh, we, we have talked to an advanced directive. We talked to an attorney to do the trust, but we okay. haven't done the trust yet. Okay. So the trust is the most important you could think, thing you can do right now, but especially you got guests <laughs> that are waving. Okay. Um, especially if you have um, assets, like you said, that you guys have, because at the end of the day, you want those assets to be able to pass to your children. Everything protection, we're building, right? right, is so that we can build legacy. You need those protections so that you don't get taxed to death in your death. That's a thing. thing. Um, You know, and also be able to transition assets very easily. So, and that's easy. It's a document and it's not expensive, guys. A lot of times you can. Is it not expensive? It is not expensive to do. You did it yourself? No. You had an attorney, right? I had an attorney do it for me because it was a little more complicated. Right. Corporations and different things. So I had an attorney. It's been sounding real expensive. All the attorneys I didn't call. Okay, we'll talk. Because it's like, (laughs) what? It cost me a total, and I I have it looked at about every five years. I just want okay. you to look at it and make, make sure, sure everything still, good. still applies. Um, but when I initially set everything up the way I needed to set it up, it cost me about 4000 Okay, and okay. And when I had to modify everything and move corporations and move things around, it cost me maybe another six. Great investment. But but it's the, worth it on the other side. of The average estate plan, if you're going to have an attorney do it, is about $2,500. Okay. Okay. Give me your people. Great investment. Give me your people. Because mm-hmm. that ain't the numbers I've been hearing. But that, what, we can do that. I'm interested. What numbers I mean, are you I haven't heard anything less than $5,000. Okay. Which is. Well, then you're, if so, I don't know all the ins and outs. Yours could be complicated. It could be that you require. Girl, if yours more. didn't, no, I don't require no more than yours. <laughs> for, for sure, it's not what yours is looking like. But okay. I, I, my first time I got it was some years ago. So inflation. Everybody's okay, charging got a little you. bit more. Yeah, they, but what I'm saying is you can literally go online and there's docs online that you can download and tailor really the thing that makes it official after you fill it in appropriately is that you get it notarized gotcha okay and that people know where they can find it so really these attorneys are just charging because they know what needs to go yeah they they know how to properly you know they can save you time i guess i'm gonna tell you what i learned recently that i didn't know um recently as in like the last two years was that i should have also had an irrevocable trust I have a revocable, but uh, okay. the power in an irrevocable trust as well, and why you should separate them. You know, so you need multiple. Oh God! It, look, it's a, it's a lot, and I think this yeah. is why we don't ever have our ish together because we start here in the conversations like, oh my God, all of these this laundry list of things that I have to do, and then we're intimidated by it, mm-hmm. and then we don't do it, and then we die, and then our family has nothing. But that's why I I am not an expert. You know, I know people look at me as an expert in certain things. I'm not an expert. I'm a sponge. I'm, every room I go in, I want to learn. How yeah. did you do that? Yeah. And because that's how we should live, is always wanting to learn and be hungry for information so that we can leave legacy and not debt. Yes. I've enjoyed this conversation. It took it many twists and turns. <laughs> I have appreciated you. Mm-hmm. I have learned so much myself. I got some questions for when we stop rolling. Um, but this was good. Yes, it was. I appreciate you it's coming nice on to down. Meet you. meet you, right? Because we've been seeing each other. Yeah. We've been yeah. seeing each other, but but we got to know each other mm-hmm. today. So thank you. Indeed. I appreciate you. you. Look in that camera right there and let mm-hmm. the people know where they can find you online. Yes. If you got something that they can support, let them know. Yes. Hey guys. So. 
You can find me, Egypt Sherrod, on everything. Uh, you can watch Married to Real Estate on HGTV, stream on Max as well. Catch our podcast, Marriage and Money Podcast with my husband. Just look for Egypt and Mike on YouTube. And in October, because I don't know when this is going to run, I'm just going to say October, um, I'm dropping my furniture line, Indigo Ooh. Road. Yep, wallpaper line you can find on Wall Pops right now. Congratulations. You, that is amazing, y'all. Please support all of the things, okay? This woman is doing it. And we have to make sure that we're not just, you know, we're really giving our flowers in the form of real support, right? Not just... Um, verbally not just figuratively but really showing up so check out the line i'm gonna check it out girl i didn't try to if, if if i buy one more roll of wallpaper though my husband seriously <laughs> this is this Don't is worry. our current argument girl you. we ain't putting wallpaper nowhere else i'm like but i found one so i'm gonna try my best to support this wallpaper line okay wallpaper. send it to me because then i'm gonna be like i didn't buy it it was you a do gift your walls yeah in your studio i will i will it'll it'll be a gift so i won't have an argument behind that okay um but thank y'all for tuning in let me know down in the comments something that you learned from this conversation please make sure that you subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss out on any amazing episodes and send this conversation to a friend okay i know it's going to be healing and therapeutic for someone thank you so much for tuning in and i'll see you on the next episode if you enjoyed that episode, make sure you subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on any upcoming content and take it a step further and go ahead and join our private community over on Patreon because it comes with some pretty bomb perks, including early and discounted access to our upcoming events, behind the scene exclusives with some of your favorite guests, the opportunity to call in on an upcoming show, the chance to vote on topics and guests for brand new shows, and I'm even giving you unlimited access to my vault of business classes where I'm teaching you everything from Airbnb to developing digital products and everything in between. And you can get access to our Patreon for as little as $5 a month, okay? Get in where you fit in, and I'll see you on the inside. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.